0: This is solid talk. Speaking out loud yeah, in depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in, or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God
1: bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is solid talk. Speaking out loud in depth. The title of tonight's Solid Talk says, When God Reminds You. When God Reminds You. In this walk, we go through so much stuff and each of us goes through a process. We all have different experiences, different encounters with God, different ways that God has drawn us in. There's so many unique things about how God really chooses to reveal himself to us and I was really thinking about the story of Jacob in the Bible and specifically the scene or, and I mean, I call it a scene, but the account of when he was wrestling with God, there was a time when Jacob had wrestled with God and it's in Genesis 32. I just want to talk about it a little bit. We're not going to do too much teaching tonight because it is solid talk speaking out loud in depth but i started to ask the question what is it about us as people that causes us to wrestle with god why do we wrestle with god you know so much stuff that we go through in life it would have been so much easier had we not been wrestling with god but so many of us practically all of us at one point or another go through these these seasons these phases these years these times where we didn't know god sometimes we do know god and for whatever reason we're wrestling with god so i was thinking about that story of jacob and him wrestling with god i want to read it really quickly it's genesis chapter 32 beginning at verse 24 it says and jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day so these folks are wrestling all night And just to give you some context of what's what's going on, man, I should have hit the context later. But basically, Jacob is preparing to meet Esau. And we'll find out the significance of that in a minute. 25 says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So you got this with the Bible calls a man who's wrestling with Jacob at this point and they're wrestling all night and Jacob is not winning. And at some point, this man, we know it to be an angel, actually touches Jacob's thigh and he breaks him. He breaks him. Okay. Verse 26 says, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And that's Jacob talking to this angel. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. And then in verse 27, it says, and he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed i'ma read that again and he said your name shall be called no more jacob but israel for as a prince has thou power with god and with men and has prevailed i feel like i'm reading that wrong let me <laughs> but israel for as a prince has thou power with god and with men and has prevailed okay i think i got it right that time So he renames them right and then look at verse 29 Uh, and Jacob asked him and said tell me I pray you your name and he said wherefore or why is it that you do ask after my name and he blessed him there and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved two more verses verse 31 and as he passed over Pinuel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh therefore the children of israel eat not of the sinew which shrank which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day because he touched the hollow of jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank what i want to talk about tonight i want to walk through this process that jacob went through because this is a process that a lot of us go through just in our walks if you really look at this closely before jacob could be blessed he had to be broken i think there's a song that one of these artists has i don't want to get her name wrong really one of the really popular artists has a song called gracefully broken it's this idea that you've been broken but you've been broken with god's grace You've been broken strategically by God. You haven't been broken to destroy you, but you've actually been broken to help you. Some of us might have heard me talk about this before when my mom was having her foot injury. I mean, it was having her foot issue and she had an injury and they had to do a surgery to remove a bunion and, and fix her hammer toe. In order to fix that hammer toe, what they actually had to do was they had to intentionally break her big toe intentionally break her big toe to put it and maneuver it back where it needed to be. And then when it healed, it would heal the way that it was supposed to be. Okay. She had done so much walking over the course of her life. My mom, I believe she's 73 years old right now. So imagine all of the walking, all of the things that she's been through, walking on that foot, doing all of that. And finally it got to this point where it was just out of whack. And the only way that we can really fix this issue is to break you. Sometimes God has to break us back into place. I heard one of those songs say, your life's not falling apart, it's falling into place. Sometimes it feels like our lives can be falling apart, but with God and his sovereignty and the fact that all things work for the good of them who love God and the fact that God knows the plans that he has for us, right? When he does that, it's for our own benefit, even though it doesn't feel good, even though it's going to take some recovery. But we have to go through that process. So, before Jacob could even get blessed, he had to be broken. And then he made this demand he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm teaching a little bit tonight, we'll just let the Lord have his way. He said, I'm not going to let you go except thou bless me. Mm. And this was after he was broken. <laughs> if you've been broken, hold on to God. I'm going to make it real plain. If, if, you, if you're in a situation where you've been broken, hold on to God. I heard somebody say that in the media, they have an expression where they say, never waste a good tragedy. Okay, never waste a good tragedy. And in the media, they mean it maliciously. But if we think about that with our own lives, listen, when you get to the place of rock bottom. When you get to the place where you have reached a point of failure, you've been wrestling with God for so long, wrestling with God. Because what was Jacob actually doing? Jacob actually was coming to the conviction of his sins. Jacob's name actually means the supplanter. And Jacob basically slicked and tricked his way all throughout life. He slicked and tricked his way. You know, he was, he was not the hairy and macho and, you know, super masculine brother. He wasn't Esau. He was more so like the pretty boy. He was the finesse brother. He was the one that his mom liked. And he even finessed his brother out of the blessing, okay? Even though we know that it was God's sovereign will, because he said, Jacob, I loved, and Esau, I hated. And he told Rachel what was going to happen while they were wrestling in her womb. But the point I'm trying to make is that all throughout Jacob's life, he kind of slicked and tricked and he finessed his way. But when God broke Jacob's hip, what that represented was it represented the fact that you're not going to be able to slick and trick the way that you're used to, because if you got a broken hip and you're walking with a limp for the rest of your life, guess what? You're not going to be able to, to be as as smooth and as and as cunning. And what that was, was spiritually, God had humbled Jacob to the point where he was not no longer going to function in that type of mindset. You had a whole lifetime of doing this. You got over on a lot of things. And he knew that he was preparing to meet Esau. And preparing to meet Esau, as I just mentioned, it represented the, the, the culmination, the conviction, what I call the weight of his sins came barreling down on him. So he has the weight of his sins, right? He's wrestling with God about the weight of his sins, the angel of God. But what he said was, he said, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. So a lot of times we can be the same way. Most of our lives follow this pattern in in, in some way or another. If we come to the Lord, we have to be broken. We have to hold on to God. And then what does God do? He changes his name. He gives him a new identity. He says your name is no longer jacob but now your name is going to be called israel and i mentioned that jacob meant the supplanter but i believe the name israel means uh wrestle with god right and it also means prince prince with god a prince of god and he prevailed he prevailed so the title of tonight's solid talk says when god reminds you right now the reason why i named it that title is because. I noticed something. The Holy Spirit brought something to my remembrance in the word of God. If you flip just a few chapters over in Genesis chapter 35, what you'll find is that we've now had some time go by, and I need somebody to understand what the Lord is saying tonight. We've now had some time go by. The Bible doesn't really specify how much time has gone by. But what actually happens after he wrestles with this angel, Jacob actually meets Esau. And even though he's not super slick, he still tries to do something very strategic instead of just meeting Esau straight up. What he does is he sends some people ahead of him. The Bible says I'm in uh, Genesis chapter 33. Let's just start from verse one. We'll read one and two. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him 400 men. So you got Esau coming with 400 men, okay? I'll be a little shook too, you know, gang, gang, or whatever they like to say. So it says, and he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, And Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. So he doesn't know what's going to happen. In verse four, it says, And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. So, you know, Jacob, Israel, still very strategic, right? Still very strategic. If you go over to 34, Dinah was taken advantage of by some heathens or some people that were not of Israel. They were uncircumcised people. And what happened was the sons of Jacob also did some trickery. You know, they kind of took over, took after their father and they said, you're not going to do this to our sister. And they pretended like they were going to let the two come together and everything was going to be okay. But they circumcised all of the men from that uncircumcised tribe. And while those men were healing, they came in and and, uh, destroyed them. So then if you look at the very end of that passage, I'm now in 34 and 30. It says, And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Ye have troubled me to make me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Parasites, And I being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me and I shall be destroyed and I in my house. So Jacob is faced with a dilemma where he's now found himself in this situation where he doesn't like the way that he's looking amongst the people that are around him. And this is a pivotal moment in his life because this is after he wrestled with God. And what God is really trying to figure out is how are you going to respond to this situation? I've told you your new name. I've told you your new identity. And now I've placed you in a circumstance where you can come up with any sort of trickery, any sort of scheme that you want to come up with right you got to bail yourself out of a situation that's what abraham isaac and did and uh, jacob did all the time they're bailing themselves out of situations they're saying um you know this is ju- this is just my sister she's not my wife because they're trying to self pre- self-preserve so how did jacob respond genesis 35 and god said unto jacob arise go up to bethel and dwell there and make there an altar unto god that appeared unto thee when thou fledest from the face of esau thy brother so god is taking him back to the place where he fled from esau in the first place and he tells him to go to bethel bethel means house of god so verse number 10 which is the main thing i want to get to tonight after all of this transpires it says in verse 10 and god said unto him thy name is jacob Thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. So what we find in the word of God family is that God actually reminded Jacob, who is actually Israel. I'm going to just call him Israel. God reminded Israel that you're no longer Jacob, you're Israel. Now, he told him this back in chapter 32 when he first wrestled with him. The angel told him that your name is going to be called Israel. You're no more Jacob. But for some reason, in 35, God makes the point that he wants to remind Jacob, who is Israel, that you're no longer Jacob. You are Israel. And so what I want to talk about tonight, family, is when God reminds you when he reminds us, because it's easy for us to forget. It's easy for us to succumb to temptation. It's easy for us to find ourselves in a situation and have to make a decision. Am I going to respond like the old me or am I going to respond like the born again child of God that God has called me? Sometimes God has to remind us Because we all have these proclivities, we all have these behaviors that we've learned in the flesh, learned behaviors, we all have these strategies that have seemingly worked for us in the past. We've all had all of these different sorts of things, right, that we have to unlearn because the Bible says that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, Jacob is in this place, and God is like, Listen, I know there's a number of ways that you can respond, but I want to take you back to that season of when you were fleeing from Esau. I want you to go back to the place. Oh, goodness gracious. I want you to go back to the place where you were when you were in distress. Lord, have mercy. Oh, man. (laughs) Help me, Lord Jesus. I want you to go back to the place where you were wrestling with me and i had to break you because guess what i don't want to break you again Mm. (laughs) god says i don't want to break you again so i have to remind you of who you actually are i don't want to have to go through the cycle of having to have you hit rock bottom and having you have to you know cry out to the lord day and night and all of these different type of things God is saying, listen, when I named you that the first time, I named you that for a reason. And God is gracious enough to remind us so that he doesn't have to break us. Because guess what? You only got two hips. As far as I know, I don't know too much about anatomy, but I'm pretty sure you only got two hips. So God, I only going to break you, but so many times before you won't even be able to walk. And so Jacob, Israel is in this place and God is just saying, listen, I know there's temptation to go back to these old ways. You got these people around you. You're very crafty. You're very strategic. You're very cunning. You are this. You you were the supplanter. As a matter of fact, let me let's read that close closer. Let's read that closer. I need to look at it in other versions, but it's actually kind of interesting the way that it reads in chapter 35. What God actually says in the King James version, and we'll look at it in some other versions, but He says. Genesis 35 and 10, he says, or the word of God says, and God said unto him, thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. He's at that moment in time, your name is Jacob. Okay. Meaning that you still have the ability to do all the old things you used to do but you're not going to be called anymore jacob you're not going to be doing those old things again from now on your name shall be israel and i just believe that god reminded him of that for a reason and so tonight's discussion question that i put in here says what causes us to forget the things of god i'm asking this question because oftentimes we do have to be reminded and God told him in chapter 35, once that whole incident went down, he said, go into Bethel, the house of God. And then he said, go back to that place where you were when you were fleeing from Esau. We got to be. Oh, man. There's one of them old songs that said, lest I should forget what he's done for me, lest I should forget how he set me free, something like that. But I'm just thinking about it. And God said unto him, I am God almighty, be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall be of thee and kings shall come out of thy loins. He didn't want the kings to come out of the loins of Jacob. He wanted the fruit to be born out of the loins of Israel. Same vessel, different person, (laughs) same vessel, different person. Look the same on the outside, totally different operating system running on the inside, the inside up here and the inside that's in our hearts. Walk in the name that God has given you. Each of us has a name that we had in the world. Those of us that are, you know, born again. If you're not born again, get saved, receive Jesus Christ as your savior, repent for your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. But for those of us that are saved, each of us had a name in the world. Jacob's name meant the supplanter, you know, kind of the swindler. But each of us got other little names. We ain't got to go into detail about what your name was. You you know, old folks say you ain't got to tell it all. Can't tell it all. But every one of us had a name. And I believe that we're in a season where God is saying, I want to remind you so that I don't have to break you. It's almost like when you have a meeting, right? At your job. And the meeting might be at 1 30, but you get a reminder at 1 15 that says 15 minutes from now, you have a meeting. I believe God has given us a reminder right now. He's given us a reminder to say, "Listen, how, however we've been acting, have you been acting, Greg? Have you been acting so and so? Whatever the case may be, whatever situation you're facing, I just want to remind you of who you actually are." And and that's a good question. What causes us to forget? Because there's no way that Jacob. Can forget about this encounter where he wrestled with the angel of God all night. He broke his hip, blessed him, and changed his name. (laughs) How on God's green earth can anybody forget that? (laughs) But sometimes we forget. Right? I'm thinking about my look back over my life. And all that God has brought me through. I remember it but every day i don't necessarily live like it god is saying live like the day that you met me that day that ain't that uh jacob wrestled with that angel he hadn't even known his name lord have mercy because he said what is your name he said okay you changed my name to israel what is your name he didn't even tell him but when he left he said i've seen the face i've seen god face to face and my life is preserved listen for some reason we we have a proclivity to forget God talks about this all throughout the Bible especially when you read the Old Testament when you think about how they crossed over and as soon as they crossed over God said you need to put down here 12 stones of the 12 tribes of Israel Because otherwise, I don't want you to forget about everything that you've gone through. I don't want you to forget about crossing over the Red Sea. I don't want you to forget about crossing over the Jordan. You know, parting the Red Sea and then crossing over the Jordan. I don't want you to forget about everything you had to go through. You reached the promised land. Glory, hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord, right? You reached the promised land. But just because we are in the promise doesn't mean that we can forget where we came from. Because if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. And that's what God was dealing with with Israel throughout pretty much the whole Old Testament. All of these prophets God had to send to basically admonish Israel. As a matter of fact, he started with kings, right? He, yeah, he started with the kings, right? And then he moved from the kings and then started using the prophets. And then if you read those prophets closely, all the time he's saying, and then ye shall know that I am the Lord. How could they not know that he's the Lord? <laughs> I mean, granted, there's generations that have passed, time elapses and all of this type of stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is that there's something about us as people, we have a tendency to forget. Sometimes it's good if you're forgetting about a a sin you did. Praise the Lord. You don't need to be meditating on that anyway. But if you are forgetting the things that God has done for you. Right. And maybe not even really like forgetting, but just not it just not being at the forefront of your mind because that's the fuel that we need. The Bible says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The testimony is a part of overcoming. So if we want to overcome, we have to we have to understand, right? What God brought us through, what he brought other people through. We're encouraged by our own testimony as well as other people's testimony. So it makes me think about, you know, it makes me think about the scripture. I think it's in Hebrews. It says, go back and do the first works or something like that. But then in Revelation, he talks about to one particular church. He tells them to return to your first love. He tells them to return to your first love. And I'm trying to remember which church he actually told that to. Glory to God in the highest. I'm trying to see what I highlighted. I done highlighted every, every, almost every scripture I've been here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They're in different colors. Maybe that'll help me out. That's what we have to do. We as in me, we as in you. We have to go back to our first love. One of them songs says, take me back take me back dear lord where i first believed it's one of them old traditional gospel songs take me back oh it's it's the first church actually it's ephesus take me back where i first believe revelation chapter 2 unto the angel of the church of ephesus write these things say of he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks I know your works and your labor and your patience, and how you cannot bear them which are evil, and thou has tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars, and has borne and has pestilence. Oh my bad, excuse me. And has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou has left. Thy first love. Look at what he says in verse five. Remember, remember, remember. Therefore, from whence thou art fallen, Lord have mercy and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Man, I tell you, family, it's make me think a little bit about Mary and Martha and uh Martha was bothered about so many other things doing the Lord's work. She was she was in the same place as Jesus. She was you know, mindful of Jesus. But Mary was just sitting there at his feet. And he said, Mar- uh, "Martha, you're so you're so cumbered amongst things." He said, "But one thing is needful." One thing is needful. And that one thing is just to spend time with the Lord. You know, the Lord sent me a dream. I believe it was from the Lord. It's a personal dream, but I'll share it. I was traveling somewhere, going to get on a train here in, I guess it was in D.C. And it was actually me and Sister Torrance, we were trying to board the train, Right. The way the trains work in D.C., it'll tell you how many minutes are coming and stuff like that. And you either catch the train or you miss it. (laughs) You either catch the train or you miss it. I was carrying a lot of stuff. I think I had like my camera bag, my camera. I might have had a tripod, a book bag. I don't know what, what everything I was carrying. It felt like I had a suitcase or something. But. The point is, I know that I was trying to carry a lot of stuff. What ended up happening was she made the train. She got on the train and the train took off. But I didn't make the train. And obviously what I took from that was I can't be so consumed by the things of God and not consumed by God. You know, I can do Bible studies, I can I can do videos, I can do whatever it is that the Lord asked me to do. I can do a lot of wonderful works for the kingdom of God. But if I'm not doing the things, you know, um, having a relationship with God like I should, I'll see to it. Everybody else make it in and then I'm going to miss it myself. Paul said... Lest I preach the gospel And I too be a castaway He said that Writing to the Corinthian church He said look I can be writing y'all letters Edifying y'all Strengthening y'all Right And then mess around God forbid And be a castaway I'm trying to find it It might be in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 I'm not sure Let's see Yeah talking about christian rights that's what they got the section of but but look at verse 24 i mean, in first corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 know ye not that they which run in a race run all but one receives the prize so run that she may obtain and every man strives for the mastery that is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown you know an earthly crown but we an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. That means that he, he takes dominion over his body and he crucifies his flesh. And why does he do it? Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I can't afford to be a castaway. So I praise God that tonight he is reminding me to go back to the place where I first believed. I don't have, I, I none of us can afford to be a castaway. You look up that word, it means exactly how it sounds. <laughs> it means exactly how it sounds, a castaway. So listen, God is God reminding us is grace. Grace. I don't know how much time elapsed between Israel wrestling with God and then the whole meeting Esau and then the Dinah situation and all of that. I don't know. It doesn't really specify how much time elapsed, but it was only three chapters. It was from chapter 35 to chapter 32. That's only a difference of three. And he already had to be reminded, man. What I'm gonna do, family, we're a little over the 830 mark. I'm gonna go to the comments and see what you guys are talking about. So be be of good cheer is actually answering the question. She says, we wrestle with God, perhaps, because we can't understand our circumstances. Wow. Lord have mercy. Jacob. So it was like when Jacob was about to meet Esau, that was the culmination of everything, like the weight of everything that he had done. The benefit of God changing his name was that God met him with grace. This is how salvation is. When when we come to Christ, we are broken because the Bible says that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. So we're broken when we come to God and then God blesses us with salvation and makes us new. That's Israel's name change. Now Israel at this point is still, still fearful because his mind has not yet been renewed about the favor that God has really bestowed on his life. So when he's meeting esau he doesn't know how it's going to go down that's the reason why he was wrestling with god all night because he's like man i stole this dude's birthright how could he ever forget that how could he ever forgive me for that as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure i need to verify but i'm pretty sure that esau told him basically like next time i see you i'm gonna kill you or something like that (laughs) paraphrasing right but that's the reason why Jacob at that time ended up running. Because he was on the run. He was on the run from sin. Yeah, This is the goodness of Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. When we sin, we gain something that's pleasurable to us. But then there's a harvest that comes with that sin. There's a payback that comes with that sin because the wages of sin is death. Now, Esau was going to kill him. That's what he basically said, because he stole his birthright. So, rightfully so, Jacob is thinking, man, because of the sin that I did, the next time I see this dude, I'm going to die. He had a cause and effect mentality in his brain. This work that I did, this evil deed that I did, It's going to cost me death. But when he really came to himself, he stayed up all night and he worked this out with God. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He worked this out with God. And he got saved because what he did deserve, which was death from Esau, God showed mercy through Esau he showed him grace and mercy Esau ran over there and put his arms around his neck and kissed him he showed him unconditional love when he very well had a right to show him death and that's what Jesus Christ has done for us he very well had a right had had a right that we should die but Jesus Christ decided to take that penalty for us. And after he did that, we were bestowed grace and mercy. I'm pulling out all the old songs tonight. There's another old song by the Mississippi Mass choir, choir that says, Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. That's the reason why we're here today. Because of God's grace and mercy. So Jacob was expecting the wrath, but instead of the wrath, he got unconditional love. Man, God is a good God. He says a wicked and adulterous generation wrestles with the one true God with your first love, but always looking over the shoulder for a better deal. Lord have mercy. Yeah, faithless, or yeah, you called it a wicked and adulterous generation. I think Jesus called it a faithless and perverse generation. All of us at some point or another have wrestled with God. Lord says, break, I forget I can put the comments on here. Lord says, breaking brings humility. Absolutely. Lord says, I resonate a lot with this. I know most certainly there was were times when god had to humble me he allowed me to go through things to the point where i had to solely depend on him to pull me out man and that's why he broke he broke jacob specifically the way that jacob needed to be broken all of us get broken but we all get broken in different ways and the thing about it is sometimes we can get comfortable right I'm sure when Jacob was first walking with that hip, it was probably aching him. He probably couldn't run like he used to running. He couldn't jog. He he probably was going through it. And then maybe as time passed, he probably got used to it. He probably was like, this is just how I walk. It don't hurt or nothing like that. This is just how I walk from here on out. But sometimes we can get comfortable in our walks. Look at the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Lord have mercy. We can get comfortable in our walks. And when we get comfortable in our walks, that's when God has to remind us. Lord have mercy. Says, amen. Rock bottom can be a firm foundation to rebuild with God. Amen. Lord, I most certainly don't want to go through that breaking point again. Man, who does? (laughs) Lord have mercy. Julie says, wow, early I went to a barbershop and it had a bar inside. Then they were playing hip hop music and a part of me missed drinking and listening to that music, having a good time in the world. Yeah. You know, the nostalgia of that, the way the enemy works is he always reminds you of the good times, but he never reminds you of the bad times. (laughs) It's like that crazy ex or something that try to get you back or something like that. And then they they like remember when we remember when we did such and such well remember that time we you know we was out and you know it was midnight and whatever it was right and they remind you of that but they never remind you of the arguments they never remind you of the pain they never remind you of the hurt they never remind you of why you needed to separate from them in the first place so a lot of times the flesh just kind of like that stuff because it's, it's nostalgic we came up on it. I don't think it's inherently sinful to like you know think that the music sounds good or if it take you back to a place. but I do think that we should be mindful that we have a new name. We have a new walk. The new walk ain't as fancy as the old walk. I'm sure Jacob's J- Jacobs Jacob was a pretty boy, right? So he probably had a cool walk. You probably had a real cool, real slick walk, and then God broke him, and now he has this humbled walk. He probably had a cane or something when he was older, right? He has this humble walk now where it's like, man, I'm moving slower. I'm not as cool. It's not as fancy. It's not as flamboyant, but you know what? It's better for me because at first I was moving too fast. I was moving way too fast. And God, I'm glad you you done broke me because I need to slow down. And that's how he works with us. Sister Brittany says, comfort causes us to forget. Amen. Oh, this is a continuation of Julie's. But then I had to renew my mind at that very moment that if I went back for a good time, could I get out of it? How far would I move away from God? Wow. The Lord reminded you lord have mercy traces of ashes says pride causes us to forget it certainly does hebrews 12 and 6 for the lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives man y'all talking good tonight you're taking it for granted Marsha says it's definitely pride that causes us to forget however we do have our trigger moments i know for a fact i can't go back into a bar amen sister praise the lord y'all pray for me i told y'all i'm y'all weren't on when i came on i said i got my club shirt on tonight because i need to go and get some nightlife footage for this music video i'm trying to put out hopefully by tomorrow (laughs) so uh i think i'll be good but just pray for me anyway i don't want to have pride the bible says if any man think he standeth, take heed lest he fall so, I'm going with somebody. I ain't going to be by myself. Glory to God. Brittany put Psalm 104 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen, sister. Make me think about Psalm 23. David said, Surely surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever surely no question about it goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever praise the lord glory to god Brittany says, giving thanks for what God has done really will revive your spirit and connection to him. Amen. That's a wonderful tip. Exceeding abundantly says, Jacob's broken hip reminds me of the thorn. Paul asked God to remove. Uh, Sorry, I had something on my screen. I thought it was a comma. (laughs) Jacob's broken hip reminds me of the thorn Paul asked God to remove. God replied, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Comfort and self-pride make us forget God's grace. Man, I couldn't have said that any better myself. Glory to God. Brittany says, God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen. He knows what's best for us. Encumbered. Thank you, brother. I think Martha was encumbered with so many working things while jesus was there instead of just appreciating the fact that she had him with him hallelujah he said he said one thing is needful there's only one thing that's needful is to sit at the lord's feet that's the only thing that's needful because if you do that if he wants you to do something he'll tell you get up and go do it (laughs) but there's only one thing that's needful and Mary has chosen that good part. Yes, Lord says, establishing a relationship is more important. Amen. One thing is needful. Moni says, Yeah, the breaking point was tough, but necessary. Woo, Lord have mercy. Here's another scripture Psalm 119 and 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Wow. That I might learn thy statutes. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I need to hear that one, sister. Goodness gracious. I got to say that one more time. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I might learn thy statutes. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Sister Kiara says your life is a testimony. Glory to God, man. God is just so good. Family, this is one of these really rare solid talks where I might finish under an hour. I mean, I can't remember the last time I finished under an hour, but I really do believe that it's because the Lord has made what he had to say plain. He's made it very plain. He is just saying, listen, sometimes I'm going to remind you. Sometimes he reminds us because we forget, or sometimes he reminds us just, hey, don't forget. Hey, Israel, you're facing a situation that if this was a year ago, you would have responded a certain type of way. How are you going to act? That's what he's asking him. He's asking him, how are you going to respond? Are we going to respond in a godly way, or are we going to respond like the old man? Jesus said, or Paul said, rather, he said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. God makes us into better men and women. God wants us to walk in the freedom that he has ordained for us. Sister Brittany says this, she says, it's all about knowing your identity in Christ. Lord, have mercy. Well, listen, family, we ain't got to be religious about it. I'm not. uh, (laughs) A part of me does feel like I need to go specifically to nine o'clock. But you know what? I'm not even going to force it because it ain't even got to be. It is what it is. It is what God would have it to be. Man, what causes us to forget the things of God? We have we have ironed it out, hung it up and put the shirt on. So listen. I pray that we can all take something away from this solid talk. Personally, I've been blessed by it. I've been blessed by these scriptures that y'all put in here tonight. Um, they just really did something to me. And I praise God for you. Take this as a reminder to do just like you told Jacob. He told him first, he said, Go to Beth, he said, Go to Bethel, that's the house of God. Then he told him, think back on that time when I had to deliver you out of that situation. Where you were running from Esau Man So listen family That's all I have in tonight's Solid Talk I pray that you've been blessed by it Uh, Join us Thursday for Bible study Glory to the Lamb of God At 8pm Eastern time That's all I have in this Solid Talk You all take care and be blessed
0: This is Solid Talk Speaking out loud Yeah, 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 yeah Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect, I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom understanding just like you done went to college, devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it, helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it, controversial topics, just to keep it honest, truth hit hard just like It's a blunt object, culture living godless I can't even call it, we in the last days Babylon is falling don't kill the messenger. I can't mess with ya. Points got to a the This life will keep on testing ya. Just walk and get the best of ya. I'm trying to tell you bruh. All here in the arenas, Shelby. We say? We're trying to get the rest Speaking of ya. Speaking out loud and depth. Cancel culture can't keep me check. in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud and depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect, call in, or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus